And we are live. We've got the illustrious Logue joining me and Raph again. Thank you, boys, for coming on. We are missing Kyle. He he apparently thinks this thing called work is more important. But oh, man, you so know. <laughs> so really? he he should be back next week. He's got a couple of days off, and then and then he'll be back on the shutdown. So he won't be available for probably another couple of weeks after that. So. I may need you boys again. I always throw up the bat signal when I when I need you guys, so appreciate you stepping in on short notice. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, uh, get our picks in, give our thoughts on the game. Uh, Roger Goodell hosted a, a conference with the press and had a lot of things to say about the state of the league. Um, we'll talk about the, the Saints and the Raiders reportedly agreeing to structure of a trade for Derek Carr. Obviously, it hasn't been finalized, uh, but we'll, we'll get to that. Tom Brady's retirement, we haven't talked about that since we didn't record last week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' rumors, Brock Purdy, little 49ers stuff for, for Raph here, even though he's wearing his Tampa Bay Lightning stuff, you know. Cheers um, for one winner. Cheers for one winner. Yes. <laughs> and then we got some NBA news. Uh, in fact, there was a... Russell Westbrook trade apparently happened before I even saw that this was there you go there's that cup throwing that in there um and and then we have some great news related to baseball so let's hop right in uh what are you guys thinking about the Super Bowl I'll I'll go Logue first and then we'll get Raph and then I'll I'll give my thoughts at the end I don't think Kansas City can slow down the Eagles offense at all it's going to be Eagles all day like, you think big win or I unless Mahomes comes out and works some magic and can put him up two scores early to force Sirianni out of the run offense there. Yeah, it's going to be a big win. They're just okay. going to beat the hell out of their line. And I mean, they had the best line in or best offensive line in football. So and defensive. Arguably. Yeah. So I I definitely don't see a blowout, but let throw a score at me. Oh, I would say 1431. 14:30. I really hope that happens. That would make my day. But <laughs> <laughs> let's let's see what Raph has to say here. What do you got, Raph? All right. Well, I mean, Logue is kind of on point there with the Eagles, but I don't like the Eagles fans. You know, like, I don't know if you guys saw any of the videos. But oh, like, most need thicker skin. Come on. 49ers fans going to the stadiums, getting beer cans thrown at them. Oh, I didn't see yeah. that. Like, yeah. It was, I thought you were talking about Bosa, too. I was like, eh. I don't know. No, I'm just like, they were throwing beer cans at 49er fans. Yeah. I don't I, like them. I think there's a lot of those types in every fan base, unfortunately, but there it seems to be super thick. In, in the Philadelphia fan base, for sure. Um, the city of bur- brotherly love ain't so loving, you know. It is. Yeah, not. It, it's not. <laughs> um, I I feel like the refs might be on the home side, though. Oh, get out of <laughs> here with the refs calling games! Come on. <laughs> I I think that's tough to argue, though. Like, if you see, the Bengals game was quite telling, but oh. you know. Um, I'm just, I want Mahomes to get one more 
so that way we can just forget about him. We can move on to you know somebody he's else. Be around twelve years, buddy. Twelve years he's still got left. Yeah, I mean he can just you know fade into Aaron Rodgers' land. Okay, I got you. Know, you. Get, I'm still what you're stepping in. <laughs> so, you know, just losing the, the NFC or AFC championship every year. That's fine. Um, I just I want the Chiefs to win. I don't think they can though. But I'm going to pick them by three points. The Chiefs. You're picking the Chiefs by three. What's final? Yeah. How high of a scoring game are you thinking? Uh, probably thirty-one twenty-eight. Ooh, like it. I like it. Well, I don't like that you have the Chiefs winning, but what do you think, Bill? I'm I'm very torn on this game. We we've already talked about the line the lines on both sides. Um, I think the Eagles have the advantage on on both sides on offense and defensive line. Uh, their defensive line's probably as deep as any group has been in, in quite some time with Ndamukong Sue. They've got Lynn Ball Joseph. They've got, uh, oh, geez, Brandon Graham. I mean, they're they're deep all across that defensive line. Offensive line's the same way with, with Malata, Kelsey, uh, Lane Johnson. I mean, they, they have some names on both sides of the ball, and that's how you build a football team. Uh, and like you said, I think Sirianni is going to call a lot of run run plays. That's that's the strength of this offense. Um, the only concern I have is that Chris Jones is an absolute animal, and they can line him up inside or outside, and he can wreak havoc. I know Lane Johnson; <clears throat> he's recovering from. I think he had a torn. I don't remember torn Meniscus. stomach muscle or something. Oh, abdominal. That's right. Yeah, and so. Most people don't even recover from the injury that he had in like six months, and he's already back after only like, I think it was like six weeks that he missed. Um, so I don't know if he's at 100% health. So that would scare me if they line him up again, or if they line Chris Jones up against him. That could be a mismatch. But <clears throat> like you said, I mean, it's going to be up to Mahomes to make some magic. Andy Reid yeah. has one of the best game plans in. Oh. How was the ankle injury? I haven't heard anything. I I think that was kind of played up a little bit based on how he played in the Bengals game. Um, I think they were advertising it as a high ankle sprain, and it was probably just a standard ankle sprain uh, because typically that's a four- to six-week recovery, and he was walking around normal while he was at his press conference and in the game when he was making cuts and stuff. He wasn't limited at doing any of the things that we thought he would not be able to do. Put him in the high tops and he's fine. I mean, every hockey player is playing with two sprained ankles every game. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't. I think they're kind, they were kind of playing that up for the Bengals matchup because, uh, like I said, I mean, when he was getting chased, he definitely didn't look as fleet of foot as he normally did, but it didn't look like it was affecting him. He was doing all the play action rollouts and all that stuff that you wouldn't do if, if your quarterback was really banged up. So, Plus, he's had the last two weeks to, to rest up and get better. So... I don't think it's going to be a huge factor. Um, I I really think Mahomes is going to do everything that he can to keep them in this game, but I, I do have it like a three-point spread as well, and I was thinking probably – actually, I think I had it four. I think I said 31-27. So we, we definitely have the same-ish score, uh, but I'm going Eagles instead of Chiefs. So, And that's that's probably more hopeful on my side. <laughs> I, I, I really hope it's low score. But <laughs> you must have a you must have a square on my score, huh? 
No, I, I wish I, I wish I had that score locked in and we knew that was going to happen. Cause then I could rest a lot easier. <laughs> I, I, unlike you, Raph, do not want to see Mahomes get another Super Bowl. I was happy for Andy Reid to get his just because I like Andy Reid, but I'd, I'd be okay if Kermit the Frog financially handicaps them for the next 10 years and they do the whole Aaron Rodgers route where they can't spend enough on the rest of the roster to make a, a complete team. So, um, Before you we'll, do, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, we'll get into Rodgers in a little bit because there's quite a, quite a few rumors flying around about him. But Before you get he, into in another topic, the Eagles, I saw a fascinating stat. They only have one of their starting offensive players that wasn't drafted by their team. Like yeah, they no. built internally all the way, which is amazing. Yeah, Howie Roseman has done a phenomenal job. Um, I think the one offensive player was A.J. Brown that they traded for, and he has yeah. been an absolute monster for them. I don't know how. I don't know how the Titans ever let him go. I mean, he made he made Ryan Tannehill look like a decent quarterback and as yep. soon as he didn't have him to just chuck the ball up to and say hey he's down there somewhere <laughs> you, you saw how he kind of played after that so you know i think if you got a player that's screaming to get gone though it's kind of hard to convince him to stay uh he wanted to stay that's the thing and i think that's why the gm got fired is because he made the comments on the like after he tore up the titans in that game uh again eagles against the titans he had a press conference they asked him you know, how does it feel to come back here and, and be back in this in your former home stadium? And he said, hey, I wanted to be here, but it had to make sense for me. And, I mean, I think it was within a, the next day that the GM got fired. So <laughs> Ownership cop win that they got rid of a player they shouldn't have and off Yeah, essentially. I mean, it was it literally came down to just paying him. And I think the Eagles have gotten every – last penny out of him that that they paid him and they would do it all over again so aj brown's one of those guys that i mean he makes your entire offense run better kind of like a debo samuel on steroids like <laughs> uh, that backfield in, in the niners <laughs> territory is unbelievable yeah um okay so any other thoughts on the super bowl before we move on to our boy Roger Goodell. Like I'm only watching it because I already took the day off. So, man, you, you were really planning Bowl? on the Niners being there. Huh? <laughs> he did hedge his bet. That's a good bet to make. I picked him. I picked him. What? What week was that? Bill Twelve. I yeah. I mean, what, they were on a, a solid tear. I thought for sure that they would get there. Um, I think all of us except Kyle picked him. T- Pick them to go to the Super Bowl. Um, I think Kyle picked the Giants, if I remember right. Oh my God, what a terrible! He did. Day. <laughs> it definitely looks bad in hindsight, but I mean Brian yep. Dable. Hindsight, that was a bad pick outright. Yeah, I, I picked them to win the first round in the first round, um, and they did. But then You're, lost yeah. to the lost to the Eagles for the third time that season. Did yeah. you really think they were going to get through Philly? I didn't pick him to beat Philly. No, <laughs> I, I thought it would have been a closer game. But anyway, um, so a <clears throat> couple of topics that came up in in Roger Goodell's press conference with with the media there in uh, Arizona at Super Bowl. 
Did he yell at a Arian Foster for uh, releasing that the scripts aren't supposed to be talked about? I still can't believe how much runtime that got. Oh, dude. It was ridiculous. It was so obvious that they were being sarcastic, and like within a few within a few hours, I saw like all the all the media outlets. Like I think MSNBC and CNN and all those places were just running with it, like like it was fact. It really makes you wonder, like how how far American intelligence has fallen. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was. <laughs> It definitely got some legs and ran real quick, but no, he didn't mention anything about that. At least not that I saw. I didn't watch the whole press conference. I just saw some of the snippets. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me was that he said the offici officiating is the best it's ever been in the oh, league. Lord, <laughs> and never. I mean, obviously, you have players complaining about the refs. You have teams, um, players' union, all every entity broadcasters, everyone is complaining about the quality of the officiating in the NFL. I can um, think of four uh, roughing the quarterback calls just in the last four weeks yeah. of the season that were outrageous. Yeah, no, it's it's clearly not the best it's ever been. Um, I, I know we had a lot of the old older guys, they retired all at the same time, so I think we probably saw some of this coming. Um, although some of the ones that got out needed to get out. So um, pay them better, pay them better. That way your that, refs don't run off to TV. That's exactly what they're doing is that's what he's saying. He's saying we don't need to change anything because everyone's still watching. And essentially what it comes down to is if we want better officiating in the NFL, they're going to have to pay the guys to, to do it as their only job. Because right now you've got a bunch of part-time referees and they're doing their lawyer jobs or whatever their side hustle is, or I guess their main job, and this is so a side hustle for them. The biggest sport in the world, like money-wise, other than soccer, has the same type of referees as the middle school in your town, where, you <laughs> well, know, they go to work the and best they of the best. Off. <laughs> you got it. You got the best of the best from the high school games, but so, so not just any old town. But let me finish my shift washing dishes. I'll be to the field by six. It really wouldn't surprise me if, like, the the officials in the Texas high school games and like Florida high school games were were of equal quality to the NFL officials because of how much money goes into football in those states. But no, it's. That's that's the whole thing is until people stop watching because of the officials, they're not going to change anything about it if it's going to cost them more money. So that's the unfortunate thing. But profits, you know, they yeah, only made a billion dollars this year. <laughs> only made ten billion this year. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he said that, and then he did mention that he was excited about how the Pro Bowl went. Um, and I hate dodgeball. Dodgeball needs to go away. Yeah. It's it's kind of strange because this is kind of what Kyle and I were calling for, like even three, four years ago. No, I guess yeah, it was probably about three years ago. We were calling for them to do like a skills challenge for for all the different skill groups, um, and I guess they kind of did that with quarterbacks. I didn't watch all the skills games just because not a lot of it really interested me. Uh, but yeah, it's like it's like hey, you guys are the best 
at football in the entire world. So your reward is to go to a day of physical education class back from high school. <laughs> I, I did like the, the flag football. The seven on seven was great. And okay. I do like that there was a monetary incentive behind it. Yeah. And that's that was the point I was going to get to eventually is just that he said flag football is here to stay. So uh, that was at least entertaining. I felt like it was fun seeing, especially like the Diggs brothers going up against each other and the Manning Diggs. brothers talking shit to each other. <laughs> that was pretty freaking out about a kneel at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. The refs they, letting they him need to kneel get the at rules the end. down, though. They yeah. do for sure. I mean, it's funny because you can see how competitive Peyton is. Oh God. He doesn't want to lose a flag football game. Um, <laughs> that he's but, coaching in, that he had one practice and one well, meeting for. Like. Yeah, now he's 0-1 as a coach, so I, well, I understand it. His uh, his middle school team would argue against that. His kids well, yeah, we're talking pros, though. He had 100 <laughs> plays in a middle school scheme. Like, he yeah. will eventually be a great head coach in the NFL. I don't think he wants to. He's got his media production company, and, I mean, he's making more at doing that than he would ever as being a head coach. I, I mean, love maybe productions. It's great. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I don't know if you saw the one where they sent um, Eli in – in disguise to go oh, try yeah. out for Penn State. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> and one of the coaches was like, I think I see something in this guy. It's like, okay, well, I'm glad you can see, you know, <laughs> an NFL caliber quarterback. That's good. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so, yeah, I just thought Goodell's press conference was, I don't know, a lot of it was kind of, I mean, he's a lawyer, so he's going to, you know, say what he wants you to hear in those press conferences or maybe not like what, the, not necessarily. He said the officiating's great. So. Well, yeah, I meant more to say like, he's going to say what he wants you to hear, not what you want to hear. That's what I meant to say. But anyway, so he's protecting the shield, so to speak. And yeah, he doesn't really want to open that bag of worms of getting officials paid full time, but that's so much shit. That's so much shit. <laughs> Can you imagine so, if referees had training camp and they worked together all year, same crew? Like, Oh, man. It would probably be good. And I still think <laughs> – I always see the, the memes floating around on, like, Facebook and Instagram where it says NFL officials should all be women because they're all great at pointing out sh- shit that men do wrong all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so there's an idea. <laughs> you solved it, Bill. You solved it. We don't need to pay him anymore. Just, you know. Toss a bunch of ladies in there. There you go. Full-time ladies officials, and they will get every. It same way. We no, no, no. Make sure women stay underpaid, right? That's no. That's that's, that's not part of the plans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, joking. I'm a hundred obviously. Joking, by the way. <laughs> um, okay, so now let's get into some of my stuff with my Raiders. No. Sorry, got to talk about it. It's it's in the news. Yeah. Um, so the, the Raiders and the Saints have agreed to a structure of a deal, which does not mean that they've, you know, agreed to a deal or anything like that. That was one of the conditions for Derek Carr and his camp to be able to talk to teams was that a agreement in principle was made uh, for compensation to the Raiders. They don't want him going out talking to every team and saying, hey, 
if I get cut, what can you pay me? Things like that. So it's kind of the same deal that the Texans did with Deshaun last season, where unless there was a trade agreed to, they wouldn't allow teams to talk to him. So they have made that a- agreement in principle for a Derek Carr trade. Obviously, he has final say with the no trade clause. Uh, but he visited the Saints today. Uh, his former head coach, Dennis Allen, is currently the head coach of the Saints. Um, they are currently in cap hell. I think they're 80, no, 60, 65 million over the cap right now. And bringing on Derek Carr at his current number, they would have to clear essentially almost $100 million just to bring him on. So I think... Well, I think it's quite possible. Obviously, if, if they were willing to bring him in for a visit, they have some kind of idea of how they would get under the cap. And I think part of it would be Derek Carr restructuring. Um, right now, all of his money, except I think $6.5 million or so, is just salary. It's he would not be a fool to bonus. restructure. He would be absolutely... No, I, I think that's absolutely what he should do because... As it currently stands, he only has forty million guaranteed. Only so if, did you just hear the words that came out of your mouth? Okay, <laughs> only forty million is a lot, Take especially for Derek Carr. And just sit on the bench for the Raiders and suck dry. They, well, they're going to cut him, and that's the thing. If he gets cut by the Raiders, he doesn't get any of that money. I thought, so I thought they had to pay out a certain amount. Like, well, it's like six million. That's all that's guaranteed. Don't um, dare say it's only six million, please. <laughs> what? Well, Compared to 40, it's only six. So I think what's ultimately going to happen is he will either agree to the trade or not. Um, I think one thing about this, it is going to drum up some interest because a lot of the teams were thinking, we'll just wait out the Raiders, they'll cut him, and then we'll sign him as a free agent or at least take our chance to sign him as a free agent. But like I said, I think it makes sense for him to restructure his deal because right now where it's all salary – if he agrees to change that up into a bonus to help them with their salary cap, he gets that up front and Cash doesn't get cap. Not, yeah, yeah, it's not tied to him staying there for three years. He gets it all up front, um, and then it helps them in terms of spreading that out over the over the years of the contract. So, I don't think he'll have that same contract, but I do think the Saints make a lot of sense to him, or make a lot of sense for him. He would immediately be the best quarterback in that conference. Oh. Or not the conference, not the conference, division, excuse me. Um, God, the NFC South is so pathetic. I was going to say, who do you have above him if he goes there? I don't. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just makes me sad how far the NFC South yeah. has fallen. And I, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think he would actually do well in the NFC South because now he that he's be not trapped. a Raider, you're going to defend him. I've been on the car train for a while. No, I'm saying <laughs> in the in the AFC, you're going through either Buffalo. I mean, there's a good chance New York's going to be in the playoffs next year. They're outside. Uh, I mean, Bengals are outside. You're going to be playing in the cold. He does not play well in the cold. If you're in the NFC South, you're going to have a lot of games in your home. I mean, your entire division is warm. Uh, you know, even if you have to play like the NFC North, you've got Detroit in a dome. You've got the Vikings in a dome. So, I mean, I think it just makes sense for him to go to the NFC because a lot of the good teams are playing in warm weather or playing in a dome. Um, well, And like I said, he'd be the best quarterback in that division right off the bat just by getting traded to it so 
I, I also think Carolina and Indy are in the running for him, though. Like Indy, especially. Well, I think I don't know about Indy. They've they've told a lot of people, and no one knows what's going on inside of Indy just because Jim Irsay is kind of a loose cannon. But I love him. Love it. Oh, I love him too. Especially when he was calling out uh, Dan Snyder at the owners' meetings, he wasn't afraid of anything. So. Um, I do like Jim Irsay, but I mean to say he's the most stable person. I don't think that's accurate. So dude's got demons. The dude's got demons. <laughs> anything that he's got going on, I don't know if anyone truly knows outside of his inner circle. But they have said that they are not interested in keep keeping this retread veteran oh. quarterback thing going. So your dad has a good point. He could go to Tampa. Let's see. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's a, another possibility. I really think every single team in the NFC South makes a lot of sense for him. Just because, like I said, wherever he goes, he's going to be the best quarterback in that division. And that's where I've said from the start, I think he ends up. I just don't know what team. I don't know if you guys are interested. I, um, I hope not. I, I hope Tepper stops trying to buy a quarterback and we'll probably <laughs> jump out the window in car. <laughs> and that's the thing. I think a lot of the teams, like you guys, are are – playing the whole risk reward of if you go get a Derek Carr, you're probably going to be at least middle of the pack or better. So if you're looking at drafting a, a rookie quarterback, if you're not getting him this year, which when do you guys pick your, uh, I want to say we're fifth sixth. or sixth. I don't know for sure. I think we're sixth. NFL draft order. Ah. Uh. I'm so mad at Carolina. I'm so mad at my team. Okay, I know see. it's on the topics list, but. Let's see. We got Bears one, Texans two, Cardinals three, Colts four, Seahawks five, Lions six, Raiders seven, Falcons eight, and Panthers nine. So Top ten. I think, yeah, in the nine range, you're not getting a quarterback. Um, uh, well, Bears are definitely going to trade out of the number one spot. Carolina could potentially move into the one spot, honestly. Pretty easy. Well, I think you could, but making that big of a jump is going to cost you, like, probably three, three first-round picks. No, no way. Not if the Bears went out first and a third. Well, to fall back they, seven or eight picks. I think it's going to surprise you how much it takes to move up eight I spots. I disagree. I think You've got... <clears throat> you've got the Colts that need a quarterback that are at four, so that's yeah. going to cost them less to move up. A lot less. You've got Seahawks that are probably willing to trade down. I don't think they're going to go quarterback. No. <clears throat> Cardinals are going to be willing to trade down because they don't need a quarterback, which you, I don't know if you? I agree with that. But yeah, I was going to say, are you sure? <laughs> they've, they've tied themselves to the, the uh, mini pony there. For, for quite a while, so... Lions don't need a quarterback. They'll trade out. Uh, I think they may may want to get one for the future. Like, Goff's playing well, but you, you need to start planning at some point. What is he, 31? Uh, I don't know. I think he's older than that. But Texans are going to get a quarterback. Yeah. I bet the Colts will. If they don't stay put, they'll trade up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Raiders are going to want to... Raiders are going to want to trade up, possibly, if they don't go after Aaron Rodgers, which we'll talk more about that. Falcons need a quarterback. They pick right before you, so they may want to move up, too, and not let you guys get your guy. But That's true. They're going to be playing defense. Your dad says two first-rounders in a second, which, yeah, that's a pretty pricey, pricey pay-up. 
Yeah. One of those yeah, there's gonna be going to have to be in the top 10 too. Like, Well, it, it'll, you guys would just swap picks this year, but then, yeah, you'd probably take another first rounder next year. And yeah. So <clears throat> I don't know. I think by the time the Raiders pick at seven, I think all three of the top ones are going to be gone in Stroud, um, the midget from uh, <laughs> Alabama and, and Levis. I think all three of them will be gone, honestly, by seven. So I think the Raiders are going to have to move up if they aren't going free agent route and, and want to draft a rookie quarterback. And we'll get into that more. But um, back to, to Derek Carr, Lo, do you, would you want him on the no. Panthers? No, I okay. was all in on Baker. I thought, here we go. Guy with a chip on his shoulder. No, he just didn't have a shoulder to fucking throw a goddamn ball. He had a thick forehead. He could be slamming helmets with other players with no helmet, but he couldn't do shit else. That's how bad he wanted out of Carolina. He was trying to give himself a <laughs> trying to get a concussion. I, in all honesty, I don't care what Carolina does until Tepper gets out of the general manager position or gets, excuse me, gets his wife out of the general manager position that she shouldn't be running. So Benny I would have. Richardson from Florida is going to go in the first round. I think that's quite possible, but I think it'll be later first round. And I think he's kind of a long-term project. I don't think you're going to throw him in right away and expect to win. It's going to be like a, if you do do that, it's going to be the results of like Justin Fields the first year. But it'll be more like, um, who's a good example of that? Uh, who was the kid that played in Indy last year? Carson Wentz. Like, he might be able to get coached up for a little bit, but he's going to fucking kill himself Ooh. trying too hard. Carson Wentz. That's not a good quarterback. He was. Uh, he was until he blew out his knee. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we'll move Rap- on from Derek Carr. Go ahead. What do you think about Derek Carr coming to Carolina or to Andy? Where do you think he'll land? Um, I hadn't really thought about it. Um. I mean, I'm kind of a Tampa fan because I'm, I live there. Um, I don't, I don't, I haven't even been paying attention to Tampa, what they're doing now. Well, I, I know they have Trask from Florida. Um, Jimmy G might land in, in Tampa, honestly. I think Jimmy G would be a better fit in that scheme. Niners are definitely yeah. going to pull the ripcord on him. I don't think Carr will go to Tampa. Yeah, I think I it's mean, a good possibility, but would I mean, you like, be excited if he went there? Um, I I feel like Tampa is trending downward, and they're they're gonna go to their uh, creamsicle abilities. Oh, you go taking them back to the eighties <laughs> and nineties, huh? Like, I I doubt they'll be Vinny Testaverde. <laughs> they'll probably be like, honestly, like third in the division in the division next year. Yeah. So you don't like them going after Carr? I mean, they might. I don't it's not going to do them any good. No, they don't have an offensive line to put any quarterback behind. The thing that yeah. surprises me about the Saints being all in on Carr is <laughs> they played against him this season and he didn't get past the 50-yard line at all in that game. They ended up pulling him in the game to put in uh Stidham 
<laughs> and Stidham got past the 50-yard line on his first possession. So that's why I was like, he must have really impressed you. And my God, I didn't realize we all are wear, wearing blue today. That's I, I nice planning. <laughs> I got to ask, Bill, with Carr leaving, I, I know you guys are in talks for Aaron Rodgers, but if Aaron doesn't come your way, I mean, you guys are going to be in a position. So let's just go to that. And obviously, I we talked about Tom Brady being the the most likely plan for the Raiders, and I think he kind of surprised them by retiring. Um, I don't know why anybody thought that. There's no way he would tarnish his legacy like that. <laughs> I think there was a really good chance. In fact, I think the Raiders were almost counting on him coming there. Um because it seemed like once he retired, there was a lot more like, oh, crap, what are we going to do now? But um, <laughs> I, I don't know that it was probably the best plan. I felt like it gave them the best chance to win immediately just because he wasn't going to take he wasn't going to require, you know, top end salary or anything like that. A lot of veterans want to come play with him. Uh, so it made a lot of sense for them to explore that route. And like an 80-year-old president, a 50-year-old quarterback does not work. I'm sorry. He's only 45, <laughs> and he was still playing pretty well in Tampa. If you if you get rid of the the whole divorce stuff at the start of the season, um, I, I think he was actually playing pretty well towards the end uh, in spite of Byron Leftwich sabotaging that offense. But what a very sad guy had. Yeah, um, yeah. He went from being Jaguars' first choice at co- at coach to pulling his name out, and now he gets fired from Tampa Bay. So, not a good, out. not a good thing. But <clears throat> moving on to Aaron Rodgers, because of the ter- Tom Brady plans fell through, there's been a lot of traction gaining for him to come to the Raiders, just because I feel like him and Devontae Adams are both gassing it up uh, every opportunity they can. <sighs> Pat McAfee show. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers Tuesday was interesting. Yeah. He'll he figure like, it oh. out in his four-day isolation fucking motel trip. <laughs> yeah, that guy's a trip. And that's that's kind of why I'm like, I don't know if I really necessarily want to get involved in that because – Why not? If, He's just a hippie, dude. He's a hippie playing football. Well, that's fine. But it's like after every season, Green Bay is going through this, like, is he going to retire? Does he want out? Like – what are we doing here? And he always takes his damn sweet time. So he should. he should. He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He should take his sweet ass time. Make him suffer. Hey, I mean, they deserve it. Like, you know, all he wanted was some wide receivers. That's and, it. That's it. You know, they they, drafted they quarterback. draft quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it seems like now they're ready to just move on to, to see what Jordan Love has. They're uh, idiots. They're dumb. I agree, but at the same time, I mean, you traded up to get Jordan Love. It's about time to see if he can play yeah. or not. You got to so, kick the tires, and then you can figure out if you need to move on. So, yeah. but with so. Aaron Rodgers, like you know, pushing Brett out of the out of the building made sense. Aaron Rodgers should have been a top five pick. He should have gone to San Francisco, and he fell all the way to twenty fourth. So it made sense to try, but they reached on Jordan Love. I mean, it was a reach. They did. Yeah. He could he easily could have been a third round pick. To put the same confidence you had in Rodgers by pushing Brett out the door is is insane to me. Why would you push Rodgers out the door when you don't know what love's gonna be? Honestly. Well, I think 
I really think they have a decent idea. I mean, they're seeing him at practice and everything all the time. Obviously, they got to see him in a couple games in, in a live wide action. Receiver, a wide receiver doesn't drop a ball when a jugs is shooting it at him. He just does it like game and, and practice are different. Well, I think, yeah, great. but he got some play time. He looked pretty good. He looked all right. So every quarterback looks all right when the defense doesn't have film on them. Give well, them three weeks in the NFL, let a, a defense scheme against them, and they, their true colors are always exposed. That's what we said about Purdy, too. He looked pretty good through seven games, six games. Yeah, but Purdy's playing in the one of the most dynamic offenses in the league. Well, put some weapons around Jordan Love, and it becomes pretty dynamic, too. Yeah, I think Rodgers has been saying that for 12 years. <laughs> and we have seen what Green Bay did with that. Well... When he's making $60 million a year, it's pretty tough to build around him. Patrick Mahomes made a quarter billion dollars, and they still have every weapon but one. He's making forty-five, not 60 That's the point. Yeah, well. You can get an A.J. Yeah. Brown for that extra 20 So I look uh, forward to the NFC South or NFC North being dominated by the Lions for the next 10 yeah, years. It's looking pretty good for that to happen. But I mean, anyway, back, yeah. back to Aaron Rodgers. It's not happening, Bill. It's not happening. So here's <clears> – there's a lot of rumors saying that Aaron Rodgers is now the Raiders' number one target. And What do they um, have in draft capital to, to go after him with? So that's that's where it kind of gets sticky for me. Like, I don't want to see them selling the farm for Aaron Rodgers because, you know, maybe he decides to retire after next year. So I think if if they're going to give up, you know – I think they'd probably have to give up the the number one or our number seven overall pick uh, this year. I think they'd probably want Darren Waller because they've been trying to get him for the past two off seasons. So Darren Waller, number seven pick, and then I think you'd probably have to throw in like a third. How pissed and, off is Rogers going to be getting traded to a team <laughs> and they get rid of some of the weapons that he's going well, to? Well, if it's just Darren Waller, I think he'd probably be okay because he's still got Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams. Matt Collins is pretty good if they bring him back. Plus, they'll have a decent amount of cap space to bring in some weapons possibly uh, also draft. So that's where I would think if it's going to take like a one Darren Waller and a three, if the three's from next year and it's conditional that says if he doesn't play in the 2024 season, then it becomes like a five or a seven or something like that, just to protect you from, you know, the possibility that he retires after a year or two. Um, if, if that was the compensation, it's the number seven overall pick, it's Darren Waller and it's a 2024 third, I would do it. But if you're looking at multiple first round picks and it's carrying into, you know, next year, the year after that, if, if we're talking 2025 first round pick or something like that, absolutely oh. not. Um, and that's where I'm kind of at a crossroads because if we, if we were to trade for Aaron Rodgers, obviously that's a huge upgrade at quarterback. Um, I think he's only going to be like a $15 million cap hit the way his salary is structured because most of it's bonuses. Um, and it's carried out throughout the remainder of his deal. I wonder if Davis is capable of cash over cap to, to restructure his deal in a way that it doesn't fuck you. Like. I don't think he's 
I don't want to say like he's not he capable to. of doing it because he's buying, you know, WA or WNBA franchises, paying his coach a million dollars, even though that's not the going rate for coaches. We had this uh, talk last time I was here. You, yeah, you so, are convinced he has the cash, but yeah, he's buying new houses. He's he, investing in real estate. Like the guy's got money, but he would have to take off his backpack like all good kindergartners. <laughs> and I bet he would have a calculator in there. Some crayons. He could figure out the map. Yeah. Figure out the quick math on yeah. his on his scratch pad. <laughs> and yeah, no, I I think he could pay him, and that's I don't think that's an obstacle, so to speak. Um, so I think it could be a possibility, but for me, it's it's like I said, I don't want to give up the farm for one decent year, and then if he leaves, then we're screwed because we don't have a planet quarterback. So that's where I'm like. There's there's two paths for me. If we get Rodgers, I'm okay with it as long as the compensation's fine. He'll be good for the next two to three yeah. years, and then maybe he pulls a plug and, and we yeah. can get a quarterback to back him up in the next year or two. That's fine. Um, the he other plan – go ahead. It does seem like a good quarterback to teach your next – like the next in line, honestly. Seems See, like he's very giving in that way. And that's the thing that's so weird because the media portrays him as like – just this dick that doesn't want to talk to or or help the the rookies out at all but by the sounds of it he's quite willing and and quite involved with jordan love so and jordan love loves him loves yeah him. speaks yeah, glowingly so. of the guy so i think <laughs> there's obviously some bad information somewhere well but. aaron Rodgers tuesday's done a good job for me at least in the last yeah. three years of completely changing the narrative of what aaron Rodgers is so for sure any team's going to be lucky if he gets traded to him and he's going to yeah. perform so that's that's I do like that path just for the instant credibility of you know we upgraded at quarterback Devontae Adams is obviously going to be happy. Um, Devontae did say he was going from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. I just didn't think he meant the same Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So my my alternate path, and I think this is probably the more likely scenario, just because I have heard the going rate for Rodgers is probably going to be two number one or two two first-round picks, uh, and I think this is the more likely. We re-sign Stidham or bring in like a Jimmy G mid-tier quarterback, and then we go into the draft. And like I said, we've talked about it. Young's not going to be available at seven. I don't think Stroud's going to be available at seven. Maybe Will Levis is, but I don't think the Raiders are too sold on Will Levis. So at that point, either you're trading up to get your guy, and I really think C.J. Stroud is the – He's my quarterback number one out of this draft. I think he fits the Raiders system quite well. I don't see any way we try to get Bryce Young. And like I said, I think he's going number one overall anyway. Whoever's willing to trade with uh, the Bears, I think that's who, that's where he's going to go. Uh, it could be the Colts, could be maybe the Texans try to trade up one spot so they get their guy sam um, darnold's gonna be available you guys could uh take him off our hands <laughs> i heard daniel jones is gonna be available too so we'll see but uh no i think cj stroud's my guy if you're going draft uh if you're not willing to trade up to get your guy then i think you probably either take best player available or you trade down to i don't know mid middle of the pack and you take your anthony richardson let stidham play for this year and and teach up Anthony Richardson and and get him going. So, I don't know. That's that's my thoughts on on what the Raiders do in the draft. And like I said, if we get Aaron Rodgers, great. But I think rookie 
probably sets us up for for more success in the future. But I do know Mark Davis is going to try to do everything that he can do to get his home team in the Super Bowl for well, next yeah, season. He wants to be able to invite all his friends to a Super Bowl party, you know? Yeah. So Hand out invitations during class. I think that's... <laughs> I think that's going to be his ultimate goal is is trying to get us in that Super Bowl this upcoming season since it's going to be in our home stadium. But I don't think it's likely. So um, I think we'll, over-involved we'll, owners are working against you, though, honestly. Well, I hope Josh and his GM have time to kind of develop what they want, draft where they want. Well, I hope Ziegler stays. But if if we don't see some results this upcoming season... I really don't think Josh is the guy, so we'll see. But well, your your team, much like my own, had a great interim coach that they just let slip away from them. So <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I definitely wanted to hear your thoughts on on Steve Wilkes. Obviously, Rap is going to enjoy that he didn't get your head coaching position because he has joined the the San Francisco Forty ers as the defensive coordinator. After they lost D'Amico Ryan's, but let, let's hear what you have to to say on the the quarter or the head coach position there in Carolina. Tepper and his plastic wife are idiots, and I I cannot believe they would let a players coach like that that had the entire locker room. How do you trade away your starting quarterback at the beginning of the season? Your starting running back, your second like Robbie Anderson was a good wide receiver, and your offense is better. Yeah. You are a better offense. Your defense is playing out of their mind the last seven games of this, or excuse me, nine games of the season. And you let that guy go to get Frank Reich, who got fired halfway through the season. So Jeff Saturday <laughs> could be a head coach. That's yeah. the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Dumbest what? shit I've ever seen. Tepper needs, and let Carolina be ran by a guy that actually knows football, period stupidest shit i've ever seen it makes me so unbelievably angry that steve wilkes a minority coach in a league that is lacking that on a massive level didn't get the opportunity he truly earned the last nine games of the season and and i i wish nothing but the best i'm honestly cheering for san francisco they got our entire roster you know i'm saying i said before we started filming guys might as well take our defense here you go <laughs> we'll take good care of them Brian Burns, maybe send him to San Francisco. Golly, man. It makes me, it just makes me so mad because coach Riviera, when he was there was a player's coach. He was a defensive mind coach and Carolina lost one game that they chose to lose at the end of the season. And then by the Broncos, which we don't need to get into, but a defensive coach can be very successful in the NFL and for some reason, the NFL seems like they all want to find the next offensive guru and they don't want to use what's working. And I've been yeah. saying it every time I've been on here, you got to build a culture in order to have a successful football team. Wilkes had laid the foundation for a good culture and they they pulled the plug on it. And it's so bad. Benny said, Wilk should have been the head coach of Carolina. Rooney rule my ass. Yeah, so. I agree wholeheartedly. Like, I just – honestly, <laughs> it's getting hard to deny the fact that owners might overlook completely functional coaches because of race, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely weird, and I, I 
posed the question to, I believe it was Kyle when we were talking about it. Uh, I said, what, what would it have taken for Steve Wilkes to keep that job? He went six and six, which is phenomenal for the roster that he was handed on the offensive side of the football. So let's say he goes seven and five would have done it. You think one more game and he would have kept the job. I, I, as dumb as Tepper is, I'm sure that's all it would have taken. See, and I was thinking, I was thinking it was foregone conclusion unless he went like eight and four, um, based on how quick they were to get rid of him, despite all the support. And I really thought they were going to learn from the Raiders last year in, in getting rid of, a. A coach that was beloved in the building. Yeah, and, and I can't <laughs> figure out why they picked Frank Wright. Like Logue said, well, he Frank got Frank fired. Used, Frank Wright <laughs> played for Carolina. He lives in yeah, the area. He was the first quarterback ever in Carolina. So there is so the what? connection. Um, we probably we probably should have seen it coming though. For that. Tepper wasn't around for that. No, I could see Jerry Richardson making a choice off of the history of Carolina because he actually yeah. gave a shit about the team. Tepper tried to buy a team that he could buy wins with, and he's figuring out really quick that you can't buy wins in the NFL. Tepper's just a dipshit. And San Francisco went through the exact same thing when they got bought out by, I can't remember who bought them, their new owner, but he was highly involved in the team, and the team sucked dick for three years, and then he he finally realized, I need to get out of the way and look at San Francisco. No, it was, um, so DeBartolo had, you know, some bribes for a gambling boat or something um so he had to step down so then like jed york like nephew or something like yeah when he was putting his hand in everything and every press conference he pissed off a lot of fans just because he was doing so bad and now that we don't see jed york anymore the fans are happy and we're doing good teams improved Well, the worst part is it's not even Tepper. Tepper's wife is running our team. Quite literally, she is the CEO of his company. I can't remember the name of it. It's probably, I'm a bitch billionaire sports entertainment. Something like that, I think. (laughs) But she's running the team. Like, It's just so obvious to me that the ownership needs to get out of the way. I will will say this for Frank Reich. He got a lot out of that indie roster. Obviously, they didn't have the success this year. Are you kidding me? Did you see them this year? Did you? I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about last year. They were a great team, and they were picked by almost everyone to win that division. So, um, so you think he overcoached underperforming players last year instead of undercoached a great set of players this year? No. I'm saying he got a lot out of... Philip Rivers at 40. I'm saying he got a lot out of Carson Wentz that was obviously a dumpster fire. Um, I, I think he has an opportunity. I'm not saying – hear me out. Don't defend that position here. <laughs> I already said I think Wilk should have got the job. But in your team's defense, and I'm not trying to defend the owner, but I do think Frank Reich was a lot better head coach than he got – credit for being in that situation in Indianapolis. I think there's Frank a lot Wright of is going to show up and he's going to lead us to two, one in 16 seasons. That's what he's going to do. And we're going to be draft, shocked if that happens, we're going to draft Manning's nephew and then we'll be great. <laughs> Tepper's I think just still a few, few years out for that. Tepper's tanking to get Manning. I know he's just so, a freshman at Texas this year, but we're just thinking of the future. Yeah. I, I really think they'll improve on the offensive side of the football, but 
the I, I really think the only reason they hired him is because they've only had defensive head coaches in their history and they wanted to try something new. Like, I really think that's the only reason that they went that route. I don't know. I really but Steve don't. Smith was fired up. He liked the hire, so. Yeah, I know, and There's I do that. watch Smitty, and I love Smitty, but I couldn't disagree with him on the choice more. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, culture matters. It really does. Well, and that's I've heard a lot that the guys love Frank Reich. So I think the place where he gets in trouble is <clears throat> like Basaccia. He's a player's coach, but like he demands a lot from his players where Frank Reich seems like he's almost like a pushover in terms of being a player's coach. And that's not a good thing. I mean, you need to earn that respect. You can't just like let your players walk over you. And maybe that was part of the problem. Uh, I heard there was a lot of things going on in that building that were kind of out of his control. And obviously when you have tampering with an ESPN analyst to hire him off there, I mean, there was a lot going on there. So I think it's tough to hold his coaching against him from last year, especially where, I mean, Matt Ryan played absolutely like garbage and that was their plan. A plan B was Sam Ellinger also played like garbage. So I have Carolina tattooed on my skin, and I'm a firm believer that, you know, the universe is going to do the opposite of whatever I want. So maybe a little bit of my negativity is just trying to convince the universe not to put Carolina in the Super Bowl. (laughs) We'll see, though. Reverse psychology on the universe. (laughs) (laughs) It's been working. Obviously. Uh, It'll be be interesting to see what Carolina looks like come training camp. Obviously, there's going to be some big offensive moves. Like, that's undeniable. We're going to have a new quarterback. So, in all honesty, we'll we'll see. It's just a wait-and-see kind of situation. I like what they did for their DC. Can't remember his name, but that was a good pickup. It's uh, Aviro or something like that from the Broncos, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's a stud. So, we'll see. I mean... In all honesty, irregardless of what happens with Carolina, Tepper needs to get his wife and himself out of the front office like, and just enjoy owning an NFL team. Show up on Sundays. That's what we need from him. Okay. So I, I think that covers that. So <laughs> now, that, now that we've talked about the Panthers, let's talk about where Steve Wilkes is going in the 49ers. How do you like that hire? And then we'll talk about your, your Brock Purdy injury and all that fun stuff. All right. Well, uh, I mean, I'm happy for it just cause you know, he did rally the Panthers to him and you know, now we've lost two defensive coordinators, like bringing a new guy in. Like I, I feel like he's going to, the team's going to rally around him just like they did with the Miko. Um, I don't really know his defensive style. It's very similar to D'Amico, which is, I think, a huge selling point. They didn't want to change a bunch. and It's a 5-2, 4-3. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Base 4-3. That was the only thing I wasn't sure about, like if things were going to get mixed up like that way. But just the way. That was a major selling point for for why they went with him is just because they didn't want to change. And obviously when you have the number one defense, that's, that's probably a good thing not to change. So. Yeah. But I mean, I'm excited just because what he managed to do in Carolina. So. 
I, I feel like we can, you know, stay one or two next year with him. So with the Brock in- injury, like the Brock Purdy injury, as unfortunate as it was, it definitely put San Francisco in a lot better position when it comes to uh, what they're going to do with, uh, what is his name? Lance. 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 Yeah, yeah, Lance. Like, they're in a position now where Purdy's going to need recovery time, which means he could come in and either show that he's going to be what they need him to be, and if he's not doing that, then they put Purdy back in and they see what he's going to do with a brand new elbow. So, like, the Wilkes hire is great. Defense is going to be just as stout as they were, and the quarterback controversy that they potentially had set up for themselves got alleviated by a blown out elbow. So it'll be, I think they're in a great position to, you know, make another run at the Super Bowl next year, honestly. Yeah. Your thoughts on the, I I don't know. There's been rumors that you guys may be bringing a veteran quarterback. There's no way. There's no way. You don't have to rush back, Purdy. What are you thinking? I want to say those rumors were probably when the timeline was longer. Yeah. Um, but now, like Logan saying, they'll have a chance to kick the tires on Lance because Purdy might be ready by week one. Um, but, you know, then you give Lance a couple of weeks and see if he can ball out or not. They sold the farm to get Lance. So honestly, yeah. like they have to give him a shot. That's just the position they put themselves in with selling the farm to get him. And if he comes yeah, like, out and he stinks it up at all, then you got a very viable backup. Yeah, that, that's that's exactly what I'm thinking. So. Um, so, and the reason why he'll be back by training camp is he's not having a full reconstruction of his elbow. Apparently there's a new surgery that they can do that replaces Tommy John surgery um, that about half that typical recovery, which is 12 to 18 months. So he said today they announced that he was having surgery on the 22nd of February. He yeah. said that he should be throwing within three months and then back to a hundred percent by training camp. So Bill, as an MLB fan, Bill, like how much is the surgery going to affect his throwing ability, throwing motion, his, like after the guys get their Tommy Johns in the MLB, do they have to adapt how they throw or do they come back out throwing the same style? That's the strange thing about Tommy John surgery is like nine times out of 10, the guys usually come back with more velocity. So it's like, uh, it's like that film when we were kids, uh, that played for the Cubs. What was that? Uh, rookie of the rookie year. Of the year. Yep. Yep. Rookie <laughs> of the year. Sort of similar to that where, yeah, you would think it would be like a huge thing. And sometimes it is. I mean, there was a, I think he was a Japanese pitcher that almost died from Tommy John surgery. So it's been, it's become like such a normal procedure in baseball that it's almost seen as like not a risk or anything like that. But I mean, it's still major surgery. So him avoiding the, the total reconstruction, I think he'll be right back to throwing like normal. Uh, and, apparently that new surgery is like just reinforcing the the ligament rather than taking one from his leg and and replacing it so it'll be interesting to see what what it turns out but i think he should be 100 percent, and that's why i'm like i don't know maybe maybe he just starts the season as their quarterback but i think what you said makes a makes a lot of sense i mean trey lance 
getting the the free reins that way you're not rushing him back because even if he's back for training camp he's not going to get that off-season training program like he normally would so I think it makes sense to start with Trey Lance and then I mean he's got a short leash and if he learns to play under that pressure and he takes the reins and keeps running with it I mean you've seen how many times San Francisco quarterbacks get hurt it's not a bad thing to have a decent backup so no not at all fair point I, I really think like the injury worked in their advantage. I, I truly do. Yeah. As weird well, as that is to say after losing that game. Benny just said Verlander is a prime example of Tommy John surgery success. He just had Tommy John surgery two years ago, came back and won the Cy Young this season. So what ligament do they take out of your leg and move to your elbow? I want to say it's like in your thigh region and then they put it in your elbow but modern medicine's weird dude <laughs> it is well and can you imagine being the being tommy john and they're like hey we're gonna try this see what happens i mean it was at that point if you had a ucl injury in baseball i mean and you were a pitcher your career was over so yeah i think at that point he was just like well shit let's try it see what happens but the success obviously i mean like i said i think he came back and ended up throwing like five more seasons or something like that so Obviously, uh, an advance in modern medicine that has absolutely made pitchers a lot more susceptible to, or a lot more adverse. I don't there's, know what the hell I'm trying to say. There's got to be something in the doctor's brain that's just broken if he goes, you know what, let's try to take that out of there and put that there, <laughs> see what happens there. You, you willing to try it? <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay, so we talked about that. And we don't need to get super into basketball. Uh, I just had a couple things that I wanted to mention, and that's last night LeBron passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for all-time leading scorer. They (laughs) shut down the game for a little while to let him have his little uh, run around the arena. He Um, deserves it. How many times they lost? (laughs) Yeah, they did lose to the Thunder, so that was not great. Um, (laughs) How long did it take Kareem to hit that record compared to LeBron? I don't know, but he also wasn't I, shooting threes, I, I, so I looked it up. Like LeBron did it faster, so but he also well, had threes. Yeah, I I believe the threes were still there. Just Kareem, that's that wasn't part of the big man's game back no, then. So sky hooking underneath the hoop. Yep. So don't want to take away from either, but obviously it's a different game now versus what they're playing then. So. Do you think yeah. Bronny plays until his son hits the league? So he's For got sure. another three years to put up points? Yeah, he said he wants to at least play one season with his son. So I think assuming Bronny James can make a – or Bronny Jr. can make a uh, roster, I think that'll happen. I tell you how much pressure that kid's got to feel on his shoulders. <laughs> well, the sad thing is none of the colleges even want to offer him a scholarship because they're like, he's just going to bounce after one season. So I don't know. That's why they should go back to letting high school players go straight to the league. Well, I think they've been discussing that. I don't know if they ever made that an official thing, but. Kobe, LeBron, like coming straight out of high school, <laughs> brought a lot of fucking juice to the league. I think what they've done to get around that is you go to the G League and play one season rather than having to go to college, but I don't know. I don't know. It's it's definitely interesting. I don't pay enough attention to all the rules and all that for the NBA, but he he broke that record last night. Um, 
in terms of the Warriors and what they've got going on, Steph got hurt again, <laughs> hurt his leg, so that's never a good thing. He's Why aren't they at so least... bad this year? Dude, I don't know. I mean, they've got essentially the same roster that they same had last roster. year. Same exact roster. They've had a lot. I mean, Steph's been out now twice this year. Clay hasn't been himself up until he started catching fire about Thanksgiving and hasn't really looked back, so that's good that they've got that lift. Jordan Poole has, ever since he got paid, hasn't been the same type of players. So, Were they in talks for Kyrie going to Golden State? No, 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 no. The, the Warriors are in full, like, cap hell. Oh, but I in the, imagine. Yeah, in the NBA, I mean, you go over that luxury tax, you're talking, like, two times what the salary you're paying a player you're paying in the in the luxury tax so they have almost a 500 million dollar roster just because of salary tax wow yeah so they're they're potentially looking at offloading some guys and i wouldn't be surprised at all to see in fact i'd be shocked if they don't dump jay's james wiseman he's only making like nine million this year and i think it's like 12 next year but if they were to trade him they would save like fifty million this year, and I think it's like eighty million next year against the cap just by getting rid of those two hits. So I'd be shocked if they don't trade James Wiseman. He's been essentially sitting on the bench. I mean, he was the number two overall pick in twenty twenty, and for whatever reason, it just hasn't worked out with him being on the Warriors. I think a lot of it's been injuries. He essentially lost his first full season as a professional to injuries. So that was a lost year. This year or excuse me, last year he spent a lot of the time on the bench and in the G League this year they sent him back down to G League. So I think he'll get a lot better chance to to earn a starting role on a different team. And if we can get back a cheap veteran or even draft picks for the future, it helps us now in terms of getting rid of some of that salary cap. Where'd, Westbrook, where'd Westbrook end up today? Utah, which is... Jazz fans are going to hate him. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. I mean, I, I'm not friends with a ton of Jazz fans, which is surprising because a lot of my friends from, like, my earlier elementary days are, you know, from well, Utah, like heck, the Jazz. Even, but, even in Green River, the junior Jazz was the basketball league before we started playing school ball. Yeah, but I feel yeah, like... I was in that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess... Maybe just our friends aren't super into NBA, but I haven't seen a lot of chatter on on my timeline. Anyone giving feedback? But I think it's because the NBA sucks. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> yep. Bad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of why I didn't want to go super super deep into basketball. But anyway, yeah, they have been having a rough time. The Warriors currently sitting at twenty eight and twenty six, which they've been bouncing back and forth between just above five hundred. And just Where below did they 500. sit in the playoff race? Uh, I haven't checked the standings, but they were like in the 10 range. So, Isn't it 8 that goes for NBA? I think they went up to 12 now, don't didn't they? Good God. I think, oh, I don't know. I think it's the top 6 are locks for the playoffs, and then 7 through seven through 10, 10. are in the playoffs, yeah. or the play-in tournament. So there's I, a play-in tournament before the actual playoffs start. I hate to sound like a boomer, but what, are we giving out first-place ribbons to everybody or what? <laughs> Essentially, and that's what the NFL is going to be before too long. They're going to let I'm half not, the conferences in. I'm not happy with the new playoff structure at all that the NFL No, and that's baseball is going to be kind of the same thing. I mean, that's where all the owners make their money, so they're always 
pressing for expanded playoffs and in like for the top two seeds to not have a bye week one makes no sense yeah how it used to be that and that's why i think eventually we'll have um they're gonna expand teams make it yeah (laughs) and then they'll top two will get the buys and like if you saw the quality of teams that made it as the seven seed this year like you're looking at (laughs) uh, carolina was in the running (laughs) yeah carolina almost made it as a seven and ten team yeah the bucks with an eight and nine record made it in from the nfc and then the afc you had miami that had lost like six of their last eight games six seven something like that and just made it in through a tiebreaker and really they shouldn't have had a chance against the bills but they played them pretty well so i don't know i just feel like the more that they keep expanding these playoffs obviously it's watering down yeah the less exciting it is the less it's watering down the regular season and then I mean, you have complete mismatches in the first and second round, even sometimes of the playoffs. So, and there's there's no reason to do that in the NFL. The NFL is such a short season. You get there is a reason. Money. I just told you. Yeah, yeah owners want those playoff checks. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, the regular season has a good a good fan turnout every week. Mm-hmm. Monday Night Football what averages four to five million viewers, something like that. No, way more. I think is it's it like more? eighteen. Is it's that high? Yeah. Wow. I think even Thursday night football, when they moved it to Amazon exclusive, was still averaging like 11. That's people paying $120 a year to watch it. 140 They rose the prices. Fuck you, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah, and I, I heard it's going up to like 160 next, so. Oh, man. He just <laughs> needs a second helicopter landing strip on his second yacht. Yeah. Just couldn't afford a- it. Got to pay for that rising jet fuel on that giant <laughs> six-engine monstrosity thing well, that he has. He's writing his next major uh, pop hit as well, you know. Pitbull's yeah. been out of the limelight for a while, so. <laughs> uh, okay. And then you mentioned the, the um, Russell Westbrook trade. I didn't see the full details on that, who's going where, but. Uh, I don't he's know. He's going to the Jazz. He's, it's not a good. He's move. going to the Jazz. So yeah, finally the Lakers offload him. I didn't see, the, like I said, I didn't see the compensation because it happened. I think right before we came on the air here. Um, I don't imagine it's going to be too much in compensation. He's well. I would guess the Jazz probably picked up multiple picks from the Lakers for being willing to take <laughs> on that contract. But uh, yeah, we'll give you Westbrook and we'll give you a couple picks. They were supposed to be tanking anyway, the Jazz, so maybe it fits into their plans on tanking for Wimbanyama or however you say that guy's name, the seven-foot phenom that's down in the G League just killing everyone. (laughs) How do you tank in in the NBA? Isn't it a lottery for draft? Well, yeah, but still, the worst records have the best chances of getting their ping-pong ball drawn. I have a great chance to win the Powerball as well. Just like in uh, MLB where my A's had the best – the top, well, tied for top three chances of getting the number one pick, and they ended up number six. So I swear MLB is just trying to keep the man down, and that man is my A's. Well, but, I, I got to agree with you. Um, did you tell me that spring training is fired up today? No, no, no. A week from today. Oh, a week from Pitchers today. and catchers report, and then position players report a week later, and then I'm hoping my – Ass will be getting brown down there in Arizona watching spring training. 
Oh boy, that actually makes me happy for MLB coming back. Yeah, no, I can't wait. It's like you getting to enjoy like, it makes it worth being on. This this worst this is the worst part of the year because like obviously you had the Pro Bowl last week and then you had some NBA, you had some hockey, but it's like just sitting there looking at Sorting through the channels, just trying to find something to watch, and it's like, oh, there's a there's a Premier League soccer game on or something. He's like, nah. Let's yeah, I think a- I would. I'd rather watch paint dry than watch the MLB yeah. or any. I'll kind just of put soccer. on the Disney Channel and let the kids not have to watch sports for a night. I guess. I, uh, there you go, scare them with zombies. I I recorded all the Super Bowl highlight episodes. On my DVR. Oh my god! <laughs> From like Super Bowl one to last year, I recorded all of them, so I'm gonna watch those. <laughs> Let me know when you get to John Casey pooching a kickoff out when Tom Brady's on the other side of the ball and uh, throw away the Super Bowl because that one hurts. What was that? 2001, 2004, 2001. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're right. 2001 Raiders were in the Super Bowl. 2004 yeah. was when Carolina was in. No, 2001 was. That was the tuck rule. Was... 2002, we were in the Super Bowl. Okay, okay. But you guys were in, weren't you in 2001 and 2004? Lost no. to the Patriots both? No, no, no. Uh, the Patriots beat the Rams in 2001. Greatest oh, show right. on turf. Carolina's yeah, first Super Bowl was 2004. Yeah, Cardiac Cats yeah. should have won that game. If John Casey doesn't pooch that kickoff out and start Brady on the 40, the game ends differently. Let me know if they show that half that halftime show as well. Oh man, <laughs> me and you, me and you missed it. We I went know. to buy more snacks for the Super Bowl party. I was. We had to go get we had to go get more Mountain Dew because we ran out and uh, we missed the halftime show. We missed boobies and we were we were literally fourteen years old. That's like sixteen, weren't we? Oh, uh, we, we would have been sixteen because we yeah because you could drive. I was still fifteen, but that's right. Yep. Yeah. We missed Booby. Speaking of which, I saw—I swear I saw your old Lincoln driving on the freeway the other day. I, if that car is running, I would be shocked. Well, I, it looked like I, it was in I, rough shape, so that's why I figured it was probably your it old It might one. have been. I, I loved that car. <laughs> we had a lot of good times in that old boat. Yeah, I loved hearing it pressure up the uh, air <laughs> suspension every time you'd start it. That was beautiful. You know, that air suspension was fine until I put that car in the air. Yeah. Your dad's still probably pissed at you for that car. Oh, he is. He is. Last time I saw him, he brought it up. <laughs> you a perfectly good it's car. Beautiful. You didn't take care of it at all. It's like, yeah, dad, I was 16 and very dumb. Yes. I'm now 35 okay. and still just as thumb. You know, so it makes sense. Learned a lot, though. Learned a lot. <laughs> um, so the last trade I wanted to talk about was just that Kyrie Irving also requested a trade. He said he wouldn't sign an extension from Brooklyn, so... They opted to trade him to the Mavs to pair up with Luka Doncic. I'm very interesting to are very interested to see how this pairing works out. Just because Luka's an absolute star, I think adding firepower of Kyrie to that team would help them. But he's also one of those guys that seems to rub a lot of his teammates in the wrong way. Doesn't like to, uh, I don't know, share Doesn't the rock. Seem, yeah, I don't know. So I'm interested to see how that pairing works out. I think. Mavs were a pretty dangerous team before the trade, and I think they're even more dangerous now if if that pairing works out. But I guess we'll see. The NBA then, is such an individual sport. I hate it. 
Yeah, it's pretty tough to watch, but I've I've gotten spoiled with you know Steph, Draymond, Clay coming up together. You got Wiggins that's unselfish. Well, Looney's and- unselfish. Like my team, I've been pretty spoiled. I've been pretty spoiled. If you want to root for Oakland, you really only had one choice. Well, and now they're in San Francisco, so that kind of makes me puke, but it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say Chase Arena is nothing like the Oracle was, and it never will be. It's too too, uh, high-priced now to to have that devote fandom uh, there. You got to split through all the homeless people to get to the stadium, though, so... Well, it's crazy, too, how empty the games are, like, all the time. That's and I don't know if it's because people just, like, all those companies are buying up all the tickets, and they're, I, I don't know, just doesn't make sense to me. seems like there's a lot of times where the t- stadium's half full. You know, I don't Never would have happened in Oracle, even when they sucked. Yeah, Oracle was always packed. Like, Oakland is the everyman's town, and San Francisco's the hoity-toity go-to-candle-park kind of crowd, you know? Yeah. Or candle is a candle lighter. Well, was, candlestick. Candlestick. There we go. Yeah. But that's yeah, the neighbor. So yeah. <laughs> then they were like, you know what? We don't like San Francisco. We're going to put this stadium eighty miles away and call it San Francisco. <laughs> well, Chicago. How, how far is Santa Clara? I know I'm exaggerating no, slightly, but Santa Clara is less than an hour. Less than an less hour. Less than an hour. Jesus. With California traffic. Let me traffic. look it up. That's like that's like that's saying Denver's an hour, <laughs> less than an hour from Denver or from Cheyenne. To to the stadium, you know. Yeah. Especially with that traffic, I'm sure it's more than an hour. That's what I'm saying. It's got to be. No, it's man. On on a Sunday, the interstate was pretty good. Um, All right. It's All right. Like forty mile, like from Candlestick Park to the new stadium, it's forty two minutes. <laughs> That'd be like saying that the Cowboys play in Cheyenne. Like Cowboys are the out of Cheyenne. Yeah. Wyoming Cowboys. Come on. Come yeah, on. but I mean, what? New York Giants and Jets? Well, that's yeah, stupid too. Yeah, that's <laughs> dumb as well. They're, they're that's a different York. state altogether. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> that Northeast, though, I mean, it's it probably still happen. only an hour, though. <laughs> it's just it's a 40 swim miles. The harbor. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. How far is that? What is it? MetLife Stadium? How far is that from New York, Brooklyn? I don't know. It's quick, probably, quick Google it's search. Probably, it's probably two miles, and it takes five hours, you know? Yeah. Well, actually, right. they have public transit, so. We are the Square State Sandlot podcast, so we should be talking about our Wyoming Cowboys. Oh, boy. And their rough, rough season so far. Um they, in fact, they are going to be entertaining UNLV tonight. I haven't seen how that game's going, but I was just going to sure, check that. I'm sure UNLV's probably doing the uh, globe. What is it, Harlem Globetrotters routines <laughs> on the on the Cowboys at this point in the game? <laughs> but <clears throat> no, today was a, a rough day for the Cowboys basketball program. They obviously haven't been doing well. Uh, Graham E.K. officially is done for the season, as well as Noah Reynolds. He had another concussion, so he's out the rest of the season. Um, and then they, the three Pac-12 transfers that they just brought in last season all left the program. Uh, I still haven't heard 100% if they were, like, I don't know, released from the program or if they 
if it was their choice. I don't know. From what I've read, at least in rumors, it sounds like they didn't line up with Coach Linder's philosophies and whatnot, weren't fitting in with the team, had a lot of back and forth with him, and, and were dismissed from the program. Um, their parents have been on Twitter all day defending them, saying it wasn't them, it was the coach. Mommy and, mommy and Daddy came out to to defend. Yeah, so it's been a lot of uh, a lot of drama today for the Cowboys program. But regardless, I mean, down five, 38-33. Oh. No, nope, wow. down three now. Down oh, three, nice. Keeping up. <laughs> they have seven guys that are on the team right now, so that's pretty impressive that they're able to keep up. <laughs> they're pulling in fans <laughs> off the bit off for the yeah. bit. I, I did like mention like I did mention on Twitter that I uh I still have four years of eligibility left, so if you guys need me, I am willing. <laughs> but uh could, you, could your knees hold up, Bill? <laughs> no. <laughs> Give me some knee braces and some padded shoes. I, I might be all right. You look He's like off the bench. Austin coming out there, you know. There was a guy that was like five foot coming off the bench in in one of the games previous. So I'm at least taller than him. I know that. So hey, I had one game as a B B team player for Lincoln Middle School as top <laughs> scorer. So I'm available as well. I'm still chapped about that whole situation. <laughs> Coach Cook loved you, man. He loved you. I know. I know. Put me on B team, and I was just like lighting it up, and then he wouldn't play me on A team. I was on the team, but he wouldn't put me in. It's fine. B team was where it was at anyway. Had a bunch of wrestlers, and then me. and uh, Me, you, and Tyvin. Man, we would light that stuff up. But Chris Chambers as well. Chris Chambers, yep. Good to go down memory lane there. But, Good yeah, enough. and then the last note last note I had for the program, <laughs> I know this has kind of gone off on a tangent. It always does when I'm here. It always Every time Lug does, we just we're, – we're, we're running over to first, and for some reason we see something that distracts us, and sure Squirrel. enough we're in right field before too long. Squirrel. We don't know how we got there, but we're there. How's the girls it, doing, Bill? How's what? The girls, wild girls. Girls program's doing well from what I've seen. I Obviously, I don't get to see their games because it seems like they're never televised. So I have got to see at least a few of the men's program games. Um, but, yeah, every game that I've I've seen highlights from, it seems like they're doing well. I, I think they're towards the top of the conference as well. So They normally that's, are. Yeah, that's a, a bright spot. And they always have a lot of support from the, the local fans there in Laramie. So... I know they have a good program, so that's that's good. But um, last note I wanted to mention, which I already said earlier, just that pitchers and catchers report a week from today. So you'll get your uh, – or the, the guys get their, va- their Valentine's Day and then they get to head down to Arizona and – Sure, their wives love that. Yeah. Well, I think most of them probably just come with them. But <laughs> it's uh, it's the bright time of year for me, for sure. Spring training brings the uh, hopes and dreams that will surely be crushed by mid-May for my A's. But <laughs> you're giving it till May. I like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we lost 102 games last year. I don't think we'll lose that many this year. I went bold and I said we'd only lose 99. So <laughs> <laughs> season's looking up. Looking up. Looking Moving up. Moving in a positive direction. How how you think your Rockies are going to do this year, Raf? Um, train talent and send it elsewhere. They'll uh, 
They'll finish like three or four spots above you guys. So three games above us? No, like three or four spots. Like if you just put everybody okay. in a, in a row, top to bottom in the yeah. league. We'll get like three or four above about you. right. Yeah. Who did you got? You guys signed Chris Bryant to a massive contract and did nothing else. So. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no news. I don't think there's really any news for the Rays either. So they're pulling well, teams out of the Casper Ghosts or pulling players out of Casper Ghosts. So Rockies are man. in great shape. I love that stadium, by the way. It's a beautiful that they stadium. Play in. Yeah, it's what actually, was it Lansing Field or something like that? Pretty sure that's what it's called. Can't remember. We played the name. state there a couple times. It was fantastic. It's a nice field, but, yeah, yeah, very nice field. I know you can't but, see it, but there's a tiny crack that I have open so I can smoke cigarettes. My lighter died about ten minutes into the podcast. I can't feel my feet, so <laughs> <laughs> worth it. Okay. <laughs> um, I've got hockey news. Ooh, go ahead. No, That's- just uh, I'm an Avalanche and Lightning fan. Avalanche lost to Kyle's Pittsburgh Penguins, and my Lightning lost to the Sharks yesterday. <laughs> you guys lost to the Sharks? Yes. Dude, <laughs> in I don't overtime. think we have anyone other than Arlson at this point on our team. Yeah, we, we lost in overtime to y'all. So. Yeah, that's embarrassing. That is. <laughs> that's one of those walk of shames. Don't yeah, even get to get home. out of your jersey. <laughs> Just go to the hotel in it. All right. I don't have anything else. You guys, Logue? I ain't got anything. Okay. Well, I do want to thank you guys for joining me again on short notice. Thank you for having me, buddy. It's always a good time, even though I do take it off. (laughs) All kinds of It's fine. It always provides giggles, at least. Hey. At least least I'm funny. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, we do want to thank you guys for tuning in. Like I said, we will have... uh, Kyle, probably sometime next week, we'll, we'll go over the Super Bowl. We are hoping to have uh, Eric Pauly back on to discuss the Wyoming Cowboys football season, his first as the sideline reporter for the team, uh, still working on the community spotlight. Really, it's been up to Kyle's scheduling, and he has been, unfortunately, getting called out like every night to work. So <laughs> it's been rough. Well, you'll have to settle for the real Kyle Gilmore rather than the temporary replacement next week. Yes. So we will catch you guys on the next one again. Thank you for all the comments, Benny and others. We'll, we'll hope to hope to catch up with you soon. Adios.